RSN Central with Dan Maliki. Yeah, welcome to Green Light On on this Thursday afternoon. Hello, Dan Malecki. Hello, Gareth. Yes, lovely to join you once again. Now, Harness Race in Victoria last night in the Twitter world broke a story regarding a new race, and I think it's a race for the people. And racing manager Stephen Bell at HRV joins us now. Good afternoon to you, Steve. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Dan. What can you tell us about um, this race? Um, no, well, we have a, obviously our Trots Country Cup Championship, which goes over uh, for the Pacers 25 race meetings from September to April. And we always uh, have a, a debate in the office here as who would be the, the you know, the champion of the Cups uh, circuit. Um, so last year we saw that, you know, horses like San Carlo and Buster Brady won five each, but never actually raced against, raced against each other. So we decided to introduce a new race um, that will be conducted at, at Melton on the 2nd of May, um, which incorporates um, hopefully you know, most of the winners, let's say, of, of a Country Cup um, race during the year. Actually, that, you make a good point. If this was actually run last year, it might be the difference between San Carlo or Buster Brady winning the, the Victorian Horse of the Year, Steve, because they both won five Country Cups, mm. and it would have been a, a great decider. Uh, but on top of that, there's a, a big carrot as well, because the winner of this race will get a, a, an automatic entry into the Pride's Easy Feed 2020 Victoria Cup. Absolutely, and uh, unashamedly stole the idea from uh, from Flemington with the uh, Bart Cummings that goes into the Melbourne Cup. So uh, an idea that we uh, we borrowed, let's say. So, yeah, so we thought, you know, let's give a uh, the golden ticket a free kick uh, straight into the Vic Cup. So uh, really excited about that, and it's been very well received uh, so far. So do we have a name for this race? I'll tell you what, Gareth, I went to the marketing team and said, look, you know, yep. we can come up with a concept here, come up with a name, and they gave me nothing, so we've taken it to the public. Yes. Um, and, uh, sorry, Cody, if you're listening, and um, we've taken it to the public, and we, we launched it last night, and I think in the intro you said the Twitter world went off, and uh, there's a lot of names coming in, which is great, so uh, we've given the people to um, to Monday, uh, I think it's October the 7th, um, when we'll announce it, but um, more importantly, Gareth and Dan, people are talking about it, and that's what we want. We want people talking about Harness, and uh, we, we, we need that relevance. So I think it was a great way to see social media um, go off. And our, our old friend Shane Anderson, who's um, overseas, was commenting on, on, on Twitter as well, and you know Michael Felgate, et cetera, et cetera. So it's certainly got people talking, and that's what we want. So when's the, the cutoff for this name change? Cut-off is uh, Friday, the 4th of October, and uh, the winner will receive, obviously, a table of 10 on uh, on the race, which is May the 2nd. They'll get a $1,000 TAB betting voucher. Uh, they'll get a limousine from Melbourne to Melton and back and a few other bits and bobs. So uh, well worth an entry, I would say, Gareth. Have you got a name for it, Dan? Well, because it's a free entry into the Victoria Cup, my one just throwing out there would be called the Golden Ticket. We've got the Golden Slipper and the Golden Rose. So to start off with the Golden Ticket. Mm. But look, Steve, it's a great way, I think, to get that interaction of our racing followers, our racing participants, to, to have a hands-on approach to uh, a, a, a unique race, uh, inaugural running of a race that everybody can be a part of because 
as we've mentioned in the past, the country towns can get the champion horses, which perhaps some of the other codes doesn't happen as mm. often. And in this case, we can have some of the country champions all ending up in town and uh, we can end up with a great race. Oh, and that's what we're so excited about. You can win the you know, the most prestigious or most uh, prize money at the Ballarat Cup or you can win a Charlton Cup or you can win a Horsham Cup. Um, you can win any of them. Um, so, and then you'll get that automatic entry and that chance, uh, as you've said, for the golden ticket. And that's what we're uh, we're excited about. And, and all the country clubs are, are right behind this initiative. So um, onwards and upwards. And it's 60000 this year. And I'm predicting uh, that's going to continue to grow in prize money as, as the race establishes itself. Now, Steve, it's probably fitting that you join us here this morning because Dan and I were going to have a brainstorm about some new races and maybe some new initiatives that harness racing could... Um, apply to the game and Mm -hmm. one race is and I know that there's been talk about this in Western Australia and also here in Victoria is why can't we have an Everest type of race here in this in this state because we have some powerful owners some wonderful owners who um, love this game entrepreneurs that have got some star horses in their backyard that I'm sure that if you went to them with the concept of an Everest type of race that we could have a million plus dollar race in this state it's it's like you've uh, bugged my office here gareth that's certainly something we're uh we've started talks about some time ago um to have a look at it and um spoken to numerous uh people within the game and, and numerous uh sporting uh companies uh betting companies uh to get behind it so let's just watch this space for that uh gareth i, think, I like uh, it so i like so. that because i think the 12 slots i could go we the 12 slots would go like that ready to go mm. and you could have I don't know. I reckon they would charge, pay about a hundred thousand, say for a slot, and it'd be a million plus dollar race. So that's one idea. I like it, Belly. So we're on the right track there. The other one is the the sales for mine, and and I and I think about the APG, and they've done a wonderful job over the years. But mm-hmm. and I know that we've got Shepherd not far away. Can you hold the line, Stephen? Because it might take us a couple of minutes, if that's okay. Yeah, no problem. All right, mate. So Belly's on the line. Stephen Bell, the racing manager for HRV. I've got an idea for the sales, Dan. I like it. All right. This is Green Light on with Gareth Hall and Dan Malecki on this Thursday afternoon. The racing manager at HRV, Stephen uh-huh. Bell, joins us. Good morning. Oh, good afternoon to you once again, Steve. Well, we're having a chat about new races, and I love the new concept that HRV have done, basically a grand final after the Country Cups. Um, uh, for a $60,000 race, we need to find a name and you can um, put your name to HRV on, on, the, on Twitter and then hopefully you can win that great prize, Dan. The golden gig. Yeah, the maybe. golden gig. There's another one. There's $10,000 uh, bonus to the trainer as well, isn't there, Steve? Yeah, that's correct. So yeah, we, we, want, uh, we want horse numbers throughout, our, um, throughout the series plus uh, the, the new race, so yeah, we're offering a little $10,000 cash bonus to the winning trainer as well, and, and the breeder will also uh, get a free service uh, to Vincent, courtesy of okay. uh, Alabar Studs. So uh, something for everyone. Now, I was, I was thinking about what makes some of the, the, the thoroughbred carnival so great, and Magic Millions, what they've been able to do, say, with their sales and their big race day on that particular week as well. Is there any chance that we could get a sales a sales race, maybe APG, we can talk to them. And I think if we can get that prize money up for the two and three-year-olds as much as we can, race in Sydney and Melbourne and alternate between those two cities 
and then have the sales on the same day as that big Route 1 race and maybe all APG bred horses can compete on that day so we can race for good prize money and then we can rock up to the sales um, knowing that we can try and find a horse to compete in those big, big money races. So, so this year, Gareth, we're actually doing something a little bit different with our um, Summer Glory Carnival. Um, so the APG sale this year is on Sunday the 2nd of February. Um, it's going to be the pacing sale and the trotter sale um, on the same day. Um, on the Saturday before that, on the, on the 1st of February, we're actually having the Hunter Cup and the Great Southern Star on the same night. So we're taking our first steps towards creating a weekend similar to a Magic Millions. The next step, obviously, uh, there, Gareth, is to try and incorporate an APG race um, on that day or on that night to try and have that uh, classical weekend of go win a race and then go buy yearlings the next day. So we're one step closer uh, in 2020, so we'll, we'll keep that in mind and, and we're going to keep working towards that Magic Moon style, which is um, an outstanding horse sale and, and carnival to attend. Well, looking forward to the changes anyway, and um, I think we're on the right track then listening mm. to you today, Steve. We'll um, keep our listeners updated to hopefully some uh, some new races because you do have to think outside the square <laughs> these days in today's environment. And um, But it's exciting, it though. Is. I think thinking outside the square, Steve, it mm. still isn't exciting. Look, five of the ten may not work, but the five that do will make mm. a difference if, if we work on, on that sort of theory. And I still think it's exciting. If you're going to work today with the idea of trying to come up with a new uh, brand name, a new race, it's exciting for the whole industry. It creates another avenue, whether that's through the sales, whether it's through another feature race, an additional race, or just a special event. It, mm. it, it makes your job enjoyable, and, and everyone else that's within the industry is looking forward to those those, uh, to those changes because we can all get a little bit mundane and uh, it's, uh, the variety is the spice of life and I think we've seen that in the other codes over the last few years um, and uh, I think the opportunity is there to be able to do it. I think we're all looking forward to that. Oh, I think you're dead right there, Dan, and we'll keep throwing at the stumps and uh, and and what, some will work and some won't, but I think uh, we've got a pretty unforgiving uh, harness racing community that are all willing to try um, to, make, to make the industry a better place, that's for sure. Thanks for that, Stephen. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. There's Stephen Bell, the racing manager for HRV. Yeah, I'm big. I'm I'm big on a big day there for our sales. Like you need to try and try and increase and, and get those fold numbers back up. And to do that, you need to have a carnival and, and you need to put. And I know it's hard, but that prize money needs to go up for an APG final and have the carrot there. And you can the hundred cups always going to be the hundred cup, but yeah, we need a big sales weekend. I think anyway. Yeah, no, I like the thought of that. I think uh, for a lot of people, it be can become a special event. We've had many races over the years that have lost their luster as time's gone on. Uh, so whether we reinvent the wheel, so to speak, or bring it back and, and create opportunity for people to come from all across Australia for a special carnival that involves the, the yearling sales. Well, it's back after popular demand. We needed Harness Heroes, and here is the episode of Harness Heroes for this week on Green Light On. Purchased on behalf of Australian interests, led by Leviathan owner Alan Hunter, trainer driver Jim O'Sullivan secured the cold son of Lanero out of Lightning as a two-year-old in April 1985 after winning a race in New Zealand. Known as Lightning Blue in New Zealand, he was given the prefix my when arriving in Australia. It took to his fourth Australian start to win 
but then proceeded to knock up victory after victory and at one stage was only out of the placings once at his next 19 starts, which was a fourth in the Victoria Derby. And by the time he won the Australian Derby run at Globe Derby in South Australia in April 1986, he notched his 14th career win and was now in the top echelon of three-year-olds in Australia. As an early-season four-year-old, Blue was runner-up in the Truer Memorial at Bankstown behind the Vic Frost train True Delight. He won the Italian Cup in November, defeating his arch-rival Bag Limit and progressed to take on the best by running second in the Australian Pacing Championship in Adelaide and then runner-up in the Miracle Mile in November 1986. But as they race down the straight, it's My Lightning Blue, the leader. Village Kid on the outside is flying now. And Master Mood between those. My Lightning Blue and Master Mood. They go to the line. Master Mood. Master Mood has won the Miracle Mile. Back to his own age group, he dominated the four-year-old championship at Mooney Valley in early January of 1987, easily winning the final. My Lightning Blue, four metres in front. Gold Share now peels off his back on the outside, trying to pick up My Lightning Blue and five metres away, Riverly Jack. My Lightning Blue is pulling out plenty. He's four metres in front and holding Gold Share, four metres away, Riverly Jack, and it's all the way for My Lightning Blue. Throughout his two, three and four-year-old years, he chased home some star paces in the famous Vin and Bob Knight colours of yellow red Maltese cross, the likes of Salzburg, Gatcom, I'm a Orphan, Smooth Falcon and Bag Limit. Prior to his New Zealand Inter-Dominion campaign of 1987, My Lightning Blue won the Ballarat Cup and was placed behind Bag Limit and Village Kid in the Winfield Cup, now known as the Victoria Cup. The New Zealand Inter-Dominion heats didn't go according to plan and Jim O'Sullivan's two star pacers, Lightning Blue and Quite Famous, both high up in the betting markets, missed out on qualifying for the final. Blue had missed out narrowly for a grand final berth and was first emergency and it seemed needed more than a miracle if this dream was to come true, especially after having drawn barrier 16. As luck would have it, he only gained a run when his long-time adversary and grand final favourite Bag Limit was scratched, having succumbed to injury, paving the way for Blue to start, and the dream was still on. Lord Louis at the 450 by three-quarters of the late lightning blue. He's trying hard to pressure him. He's not making much impression at the moment. Master Mood down on the inside and further out on the track to Luxury Liner and Skipper Dale is three wide and waiting for room through the middle is Pale Face Bubble. They're in the straight in the final. Lightning Blue now has mastered Lord Louis. Here's Luxury Liner and Pale Face Bubble and further they're out Skipperdale down the outside, but at the moment it's Lightning Blue. Lightning Blue in front from Pale Face Bubble. Skipperdale is wider out, but Lightning Blue's won the Inter Dominion Grand Final in a tight photo. Pale Face Bubble and Sunset Candios. Australia 1, 2, 3. O'Sullivan would also take the consolation with quite famous capping a memorable double. Blue won four races in Victoria, including the Stall Cup as an early five-year-old, before heading back to the scene of his greatest victory, to again take on the Dominion's best in the New Zealand Cup in November, and took the spoils again at Addington. While he raced the majority of his career in Australia, his biggest wins were to be in his land of birth, taking out the two biggest races to be run in the Shaky Isles. My Lightning Blue retired with 33 wins and 22 seconds from 85 starts and won $820,000 in stakes. 
His last win was at Mooney Valley in March 1989. I hope you can join me again at the same time next week for another episode of Harness Heroes. Yeah, my lightning blue. He was a superstar. So was his trainer, Jimmy O'Sullivan. And Jim now joins us on Green Light On. Good afternoon to you, Jim. Good afternoon, Gareth and, uh, and Dan. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. They bring back uh, a smile to your face. You'd be a difficult man to please if that didn't put a smile on your dial. Well, it did, Dan, yes, for sure. We went in uh, to the Inner Dominion as, a, as a, one of the chances and we went from chocolates to boil lollies and, and then on the final night we got the lot. So that was, was really good. What made him such a champion, Jim? Oh, he was a great trier. Yeah, he was a, he was a great little little horse and he... he he just just had a great will to win, you know. He, like I said, his record probably should have been better. He got beaten nose in the tour, and he got beaten nose in the Patient Championship, and he just got beaten the, uh, the Miracle Mile. So, if it if it racked them ones up, and I think he won third, he was unlucky in the in the Victoria Cup. So, with them four, he would have been up with the all-time greats, actually. He chased home a lot of star uh, night-trained horses, as I mentioned in the Harness Heroes uh, feature there. But they sort of paid you, the, the, uh, repaid the favour, didn't they? When Bag Limit, who was favoured for that Inter Dominion, uh, raging hot favourite, Jim, was scratched in two ways because you were first emergency and it's the only way you could have got a run if something was scratched. And in the end, um, they've repaid you after chasing home with so many top horses. Yes, yes, it was, it was, it was bad, bad luck for Vinny. You know, he was a great competitor, Vinny, and... And uh, I can still remember, remember the night we had a great party after, and and he was the last to leave. Him and Bill Hutchison, I think, were the last two to leave, you know. And and that that showed uh, what what sort of guy he was, you know, because he could have went home with his tail between his legs, but but we finished up winning because of him, you know. That was that was great, you know. Jim, you're on the uh, committee for the uh, Hall of Fame this year. It's a new Hall of Fame. It's uh, been carried over uh, from the Victoria Harness Racing Media Association. But uh, we wanted to just get it out there um, uh, about the the setup. And it's uh, it's not a, it's not starting from afresh this year, is it? We're carrying over all the Victorian uh, horses and the inductees have been carried over since uh, its inception. Uh, so we're looking at new horses to be added uh, this year, which will uh, be a great night held at Bendigo. Yes, yes. Well, all the great champions of the past, you know, like uh, you got Gamma Light, you got Poplar Arm, uh, uh, Scotch Notch, and all them, all them horses, and and, and the drivers like uh, like um, Gordon Rothica and Brian Gath yeah. and and all them guys. You know, they're all all in it. You know, so so it's just all all trying to find some new ones to go in it. And of course, we've got the most popular uh, horse award that uh, goes on the fan favourite. So that is for a horse; it's not for uh, a human. Mm. That's created to to get some uh, relevant timeline about it, and uh, people can nominate their horse. You go through the trot site; uh, could be a horse that comes from Mildura or Warrigal or Tarang, and uh, on the night there'll be a short list, and uh, they'll get the opportunity for the most popular uh, fan favourite award as well. Yes, that's for sure. You know, we were talking the other day, and. That old trotter, it's not dark yet. I think he'd be someone's favourite. He's been going around every time I pick up the paper. He's in, you know. So that's the type type of horses that 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 sort of the fans will follow. And Jimmy, before we let you go, can really under fire win the first at Ballarat tonight? Yes, I think he can. He's a he's a, a very quick horse, and uh, he likes the short distance. And and the driver's driving well, you know. I can Which remember, is your daughter? Uh, Yes, my daughter. I can remember a few years ago when I got the, uh, inducted into the 
to the Gordon Rothica uh, one. They, they said, oh, have you got any champions on the way up? And I said, well, I've actually bred one, and, and then she's driving tonight. <laughs> so, so look out. Well, love catching up with you, Jim. Thanks for your time, and um, it was great reliving your mighty champion or his, his performances anyway, my lightning blue. Thanks for that, Jim. No worries, Gareth and Dan. Thank There's, you very much. There- Rob Orbert joins Green Light On with his truck selections. Presented by the Victorian Harness Racing Club. The new era has begun. Okay, it's time to find a winner for the trots over the next couple of days. Good afternoon to you, Rob. Good afternoon, Gareth, and to you, Dan. Now, the Victorian Harness Racing Club are the proud sponsors of the Victorian Harness Racing Club Classic on Saturday night. And what a terrific race we've got there, too. Where do we start with your better bets on that program? Well, I'm just going to stick with the best uh, for that particular race. There will be race six, number nine, Buster Brady. Uh, he's had two runs back from a spell. His performances, uh, obviously, first up after a break uh, was a bit disappointing in the Minuteman free-for-all where he over-raced and then he went around in the Breeders' Crown graduate paces free-for-all and I think both Danny and I agreed it was probably one of the uh, the great races we've seen at Melton over a long period of time and he was climbing over their backs. He's had a little freshen up. Third up from a spell, Kima Frenning to train and drive, and I think Buster Brady can be our special for the weekend on race six, the Victorian Harness Racing Club Classic Saturday night, race six, number nine. Pretty special uh, race it is, and with a new branding of the name too. What's happening with the Victoria Harness Racing Club? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, Danny, uh, they have uh, rebranded uh, their uh, their uh, logo from the uh, original Victorian Harness Racing uh, sports club to the Victorian Harness Racing Club, and this is the first of uh, many changes that uh, people will be seeing evolve over the next uh, 12 months and beyond, and uh, obviously we're very proud to be the sponsors of this race on Saturday night. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, it will be a terrific race as well. Thanks very much, Rob. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Gareth. There's Robbie Orber there. Thank you, Dan Malecki, for your help today on Green Light on, and can't wait for next week.